back. This is Songs in My Head. been a while uh it's been a good while we had a little bit of a hiatus there a lot of stuff happened uh as usual joined by my lovely co-host Kristen. hello so yeah we had a, a lot of stuff that happened i think the last time we recorded was back in october yeah uh since then i quit my job took a week vacation and then started a new job and then there were two holidays in between, three if you include New Year. So we've been busy. Yeah. We've had a lot going on, but we're back. Yeah. We're back. We're ready to do ready to do the damn thing again. We've She's been really back, back again. Songs in my head is back. Tell a friend. Yeah. Ooh. Uh <laughs> so yeah, we've we've been itching to get back into it. Um we got a lot of stuff that you know, we want to cover a million albums to go. We're we're never stopping on that stop. You know, can't stop, won't stop. Click pop, drop top. Uh, so we're <laughs> we're gonna kind of do something a little different, just to kind of dip our toes back in the pool and get ourselves resituated. Uh, so I think the general consensus is twenty twenty um, was a dumpster fire. It was pretty awful. Uh, but I think the thing that hurt the most was the fact that concerts were just screwed. It was supposed to be an amazing year. It was, too. yeah. We, we had so many. <laughs> we had so many tickets. Mm-hmm. So many tickets to go to so many shows. And they all got canceled. Well, excuse me. Postponed. Some were canceled, some were postponed. Yes. So we'll see... Hopefully, fingers crossed, 2021. Uh, slightly smaller dumpster <clears throat> fire? Slight, maybe like a... Trash can fire? Yeah, maybe like a trash can fire. Like a small yeah, yeah desk-side yeah, yeah. trash can, maybe, let's hope? Yeah. I would even accept a... Recycle bin fire? <laughs> I would accept a regular size trash yeah. can fire in comparison. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, why not, you know get in the spirit of hoping for the best for 2021 by talking about the thing that we missed the most in 2020, which was concerts. And I know we're not alone. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people who said oh. the same thing and I know, you know, a lot of artists are doing their at home concerts or whatever. So there's been a lot of opportunity to see a lot of new music and stuff, but it's yeah, just... I mean, I, I will say the, that is the one positive thing that came out of the whole thing is that like during quarantine so much good music a lot of really good music that has come out i mean like the dropkick murphys did a couple of shows uh mike herrera was doing shows a lot goldfinger and john feldman by himself were doing shows a lot yeah. uh krista makes was doing a bunch of stuff there's no solo. Show. There was a lesson. Yeah, show, they were they yeah, were doing so much stuff. So I mean, it wasn't without music. It's just we didn't get to enjoy it live. Right. So. So we thought uh, that it'd be kind of interesting to kick this off by talking about like some artists that we always wanted to see live but never had the chance for whatever reason. Now some of them, some of the ones that I put down are a little bit obvious. But I, I thought that it was still an interesting. So I, I guess we'll kind of we'll do a couple and we'll go back and forth. Um, so I think that at the top of my list, one of the bands that I've always wanted to see live uh, was Rush. Uh, I'm a huge Rush fan. Well, I've been Rush fan for a long time. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, with the passing of Neil Peart, that's impossible now because the band is no longer playing as a band but that was always an act that i wanted to see but they just never 
they just never seem to come even close to Pittsburgh. So, I mean, and I think that that's, that's another problem with a lot of bigger acts is that for some reason they just don't come through Pittsburgh. Yeah, I feel like they're like Cleveland and Philly. Yeah. And we just, you know. We just get skipped over. Mm-hmm. But Stage AE did change that quite a bit. And we'll talk more about Stage AE a little bit later. But I think Stage AE definitely helped us. But we right. still don't get quite as many as other cities do. Right. So how about one for you? Um. Okay, so first on my list is Dropkick Murphys. And for me, um, I've nearly missed them several times. Never seen um, them? No. No? I Missed saw them, them every time. I saw them in a couple of Warp Tours, and uh, they put on a great show. Yeah, I think the Warp Tour that uh, they were at, that I was at, we had to leave early because my friend was sick. Um, the one time I bought tickets to go see them, uh, I had a job interview the next morning super early, so I made the responsible choice and sold my tickets. <clears throat> I know, right? Responsible. And I know, and <sighs> I didn't even... Disgusting. Once I, once I interviewed for that job, I didn't even want it. But it was like an all-day interview thing, so I was like, I can't. Right, you're like, I need sleep. I need a voice, because I had a feeling like I would have, like, you know, post-concert voice. So, yeah, yeah sadly, I've missed them every time. Uh, now, something I do want to note. You're going to hear us mention Warp Tour in this episode, but we're not specifically going to talk a whole lot about it. Because we have both agreed that at some point in the future, we're going to devote one whole episode to the cultural phenomenon that is Warp Tour. Because I feel like it's such a big, it's like a rite of passage. Yeah, I know when we talk about it, it always winds up being like how we discovered some of the stuff we like. I want to give Warp Tour more attention. So we'll mention it little bits here and there, but not as in-depth as we will eventually. But we'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so another one for me uh, uh, was Prince. Oh. I always wanted to see him live. And I remember uh, before he passed, there were talks that he was going to be doing another uh, like batch of shows. Because he was already doing like... I forget what the tour was called. I think it was like piano and a microphone or something where it was just literally just him on stage playing piano and singing some of his classics. And I think he was getting ready to do another leg of that tour when he passed. So, I mean, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But it's always cool to go back and like watch old concert footage and be able to enjoy it that way. So... At least we have archive footage yeah yeah see my list i i kind of <clears throat> avoided any acts that i'd never get to see for that reason but since we're talking about it i would have put nirvana on the list well well yeah i mean yeah i mean nirvana has to go on there yeah i mean i think out of all the bands that i've liked they were probably the first one that i got super into and they're the first one that like you know helped me branch off of the you know top 40 you know, pop stuff. Same here. You know, absolutely. I think they were my first real introduction into like, like what the newer wave of 90s rock sounded like. Yeah. What's your next one? Okay. Um, me first in the Gimme Gimme's. Didn't get to see them yet. They were upcoming, I believe. <laughs> I have seen, again, Warp Tour. I've seen the Gimme's twice. Uh, the first time was the my super the super group known <laughs> as me first in the Gimme Gimme's. How dare I? Um, I saw them at my very first Warp Tour, which was one of my favorites because the lineup was just so good. Uh, and then my the second time that I saw them, I actually met them. Well, I met like three out of five members of the band and I got their autographs. Uh, so... Hopefully, fingers crossed, that uh, Punk and Drublick tour kicks off again this year and we're able to redeem our tickets for that. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, that was postponed prior to 2020. Well, yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, hopefully 
hopefully fingers crossed on that again so what's next on your list uh so another one on my list is the band matchbook romance uh i got to see them one time live so i have seen them before but i just want to see them again because they're they put on a really good live show and they're unfortunately broken up uh they have been for quite a few years they haven't put out any new music or anything lately they you would think just any that we're still a band uh <laughs> or slash alive <laughs> i'm just teasing you <laughs> maybe go ahead what's your next one? Oh, my chemical romance <laughs> i got to see them one time uh it was on the american idiot tour when they were opening for green day and they also on my list because you know 2020 and, and they sucked <laughs> now maybe it was just that specific date because i've i've watched other concert footage from them and they're always really good but for some reason when i saw them they weren't that great but i mean i'd like to see them again uh you know hopefully hopefully they tour again hopefully they release new music I'd like to hear some new stuff from them. Uh, another one on my list is Amber Pacific. They're like in this weird limbo right now where they released a new uh, single a couple years ago after the lead singer came back and then they just kind of disappeared again. Like I keep seeing stuff online that they've been like practicing together and doing this so maybe they'll get back together i don't know they're not necessarily broken up it's mm -hmm. just like they they were all pursuing their own stuff right so i don't have any more on my list oh no no i got one more it's a little bit different than any of the other ones i've talked about um probably won't happen they probably won't tour ever again maybe they will though who knows um daft punk uh alive 2007 is one of the best live edm albums i've ever listened to it's a well put together album the and it's just got so much energy and everybody that i've seen that has said they saw them live said that they put on a great show now supposedly they're recording new stuff so maybe they'll maybe they'll go up back out again who knows one of the things i know they're working on um is the soundtrack for the third tron movie they're going to be retracking that for that one so they're going to compose the whole album again which is kind of dope but we'll see so that was kind of uh, a little little wish list of artists that we wish we could have seen uh, in the past. Or could still see in the future. I think or, that's yeah. where I was going with it. Yeah, or some of mine were a little morbid. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, moving on from bands that we've never seen or want to see more than the one time we did before let's talk about a couple of bands that we've seen the most so i'll let you start this one because i'm interested to hear well i'm sure list. you probably know i know i think i know at least two of them okay so the first one on my list that i've seen the most would be less than jake um i've seen them warp tour i've seen a couple times i've seen them on their own i've seen them in other cities um it's always a good show um i talk about it later when we talk about our favorite actual shows but i mean i've seen them perform full albums i've seen them you know just just all sorts of stuff um they're always a great show they have costumes sometimes and you know it they have a great stage presence yeah so. They're, that's that's what i've heard i've heard they put on a really really good show yeah i mean and they're you know they have a lot of devoted fans that know all the songs so right. it's a good time with everyone singing along and 
Well, so then I feel like I will kind of take a similar page out of yours and say that one of my favorites that I've seen a lot of times is New Found Glory. And very similar, very devoted fan base. Everybody knows all the words at the shows. Like, they always have some sort of wacky costumes or something. So, very similar. And they've actually been on tour together. Mm-hmm. They've they've toured together, I think, twice. Yeah, so, I don't think I caught... The first time I caught New Found Glory was with you. It was... So. Well, I've never seen them together. Yeah. But I remember listening. I think it was... I think it was on the episode of Krista Makes when he had Cyrus from Newfound Glory on. It was like one of Newfound Glory's first major tours. Right. They went on with Less Than Jake. So kind of a cool little call and response there. But they're very similar in in fan base because yeah. just they've been in the they've been in the scene for a long time. Uh you know, and they just they have a million albums. And, and I think their covers too that pulls in a lot of people and brings right. a lot of energy right. at the shows. So very similar in in likability there. So right. what's what's another one for you? Uh, no effects. Um, I should know that. I was trying to trying to count how many times I've seen them. It's probably about five times. Uh, again, Warp Tour. Um, uh, yeah, their own shows. Um, Pumpkin Drublick when I was here in 2018. So, yeah, I mean, I just love their music. They're always really out there. <laughs> um, sarcastic, like, you know, me, so. Right. Um, I enjoy it. My, like I said, the, like I told you, the last time I saw them, it ended up with Fat Mike's falling off the stage and bleeding and leaving the show. But it was still a good show. I mean, as long as it was, as long as he's okay, and it was still a good show, that's what counts. Yeah, yeah. So I think I've seen them five times, maybe. But yeah, back to Newfound Glory, real quick. Newfound Glory, also a band I've been out of state to see. Oh yeah. I've gone to Ohio and Maryland to see them. So, not the only band I've been out of state to see, but. Yeah, I've gone out of state a few times. That's probably the only one I've seen consistently, like because I've gone. On trips with my friend for stuff she loves. Um, right. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, what, Chicago? Yeah, I went to Chicago. We've gone, we've gone to Cleveland. We got, she went to um, Les and Jake in Baltimore with me. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we've seen a few cities. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so another one for me, I'm sure you know this, but it's Punchline. Uh, they're just They're just really fun. They're just a fun band to see live. And, you know, I'm definitely a big advocate of, like, support local music. And they've been in the scene for a really long time. So much so that, like, you know, I I know them in a friendly way when I see them at their shows. Like, you know, I can go up and talk to them like like normal people. Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like I'm just one of those, like, those, like, fawning over them, like, oh, my God, kind of fans. (laughs) Like, they just feel like... Like, I've known them forever. But, I mean, you've seen them now, what, once? Twice. Twice? Twice with me? I think I've seen them a few times, because I remember seeing them a long time ago in, like, some church basement or something, like, well before. That sounds about right. Yeah. Well before um, they were on Field by Ramen, I think. Anyway, yeah, I saw them once with you. Um, I've seen them with Les and Jake. Yeah, they're a good show. Yeah, they put on a really good show. And, uh, you know. The guys seem great. I mean... We we both were listening to One Hit Thunder, which is yeah, which is um, Chris. Yes, thank you, Chris Ophelios. I felt like that was wrong because we were talking about Chris earlier. Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out, great. shout out, Chris Ophelios. I'm gonna try and get you on this show. That'd be amazing. Well, I mean, I have been talking <laughs> to his producer, so we'll see. Yeah. So, um, how many times do you think you've seen them? Oh, punchline over the years, I would say collectively. Because there have been some times when I've seen them like multiple times in the same month. Say, so haven't you traveled to see them too? Uh, no? not out of state, but definitely like definitely within like the tri county area. Not that that sounds like a big 
range, but for a local band. Well, fun fact, I think they were the first concert that was um, postponed slash canceled for the Rona. We had, you know, we were supposed to go to the... Oh, yeah, for Anti-Fest. We got mm-hmm. those free tickets to Anti-Fest. Yeah, because we saw them. I think we saw Punchline in January that year, you know, in 2020. And yep. then... Punchline was the last... That was the last live show that I got to go to. I went to one more, but that was... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least it was a good show. Oh, it was me. That was a great show. And the last show I've seen at the Rex. Rip. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a sad thing right there. If there's one thing I will say that, that has been the saddest thing to come out of this, it's the fact that that so many businesses have just been suffering. Yeah, and like, I'm not, really not going to get up on a soapbox here because it's it sucks. We all know it. But like, especially concert venues, like... The Rex, they just redid their whole look, like, in the last decade. They've been overhauling that whole place, and it's a really nice venue, and it's a shame that they had to shut down. We still have some really nice ones here, and I'm hoping that they stick around. Yeah, yeah, we gotta keep, we gotta keep supporting the the local venues, you know. I think there's a website that you can go to. I'll, I'll see if I can find a link for it and I'll put it in the description, but yeah. definitely like support local music, support your local venues. Like, cause without them, you know, where are you going to go see these bands? So it's been tough. There was another big one that we lost this year. Wasn't there? I should know. I don't remember. I know Mr. Smalls was close. Yeah. But they had enough they had enough sales through the restaurant part of it that they were able to keep the lights on i really hope so because they're that's one of the better places here i think that i i mean mid-size yeah like small to mid-size venue and they've been there for a long time yeah but uh yeah so what's another all right, I only have one more on my list because I was trying to think of people that I have seen more than once. Um, Floggy Molly. Um, really? Mm-hmm. I've seen them at like two or three work tours. I've seen them open for people. I've actually, I think the first time I saw them was when they opened for Mighty Mighty Boss Tones in 2000. Fun show. That that would have been an amazing show. Oh yeah, I have a story about that show later. But... I've always wanted to see the Boss Tones. Yeah, it was um, it was a good show, but that's the first time I had seen Flogging Molly, and um, I mean they have a Jeff Kate Murphy's feel, but like a bit more tame. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're fun. I mean, they're a fun act. I enjoy it. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely a band. I think that I've just like missed every time, and I don't really know them as well as I probably yeah. should. Yeah, I mean, it's never been a band that I went to see them specifically, it but just, they always happen to be there. there. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're always a good time. Well, I also only have one more on my list. Uh, so the last one I have on my list is maybe a little bit different than the other two, uh, but you you probably know. Maybe. Maybe not. It's the spill canvas. Oh, okay. Uh, I love the spill canvas. Uh, they've just, I don't know, something about that. That's like some sad emo boy shit right there. Like their music is so good. And they put on a, like, you know, sometimes when you listen to an album and then you go and see a band live, sometimes like they don't sound as good. Right. The Spoke Canvas is not like that. Every time I have seen them, they consistently sound as good, if not better, live. So, and I've, I've seen them... I've probably seen them at least seven times. Really? Yeah. They put on a really, really good show. And they actually just released some new music. So, I'm hoping by next episode... I've listened to it, and I'll be able to give a little input on that. So, but yeah, so that's my that's my little list. So, taking a break from that a little bit, uh, how about we talk about a new segment? 
So we're going to sprinkle in a new segment into our episodes. Um, haven't quite figured out where we're going to plug it in yet, but in this episode, it's going to take a place, take the earworm place. It's going to bump that out for this episode. Uh, this was a really great idea that you brought to the table because we always talk about it. Oh yeah, this is always and always a joke. and but you're the one that that is a better documenter than I am. <laughs> So I know that you have some really good ones written down. So this is a segment that we're going to call what? That's my new band name. That's my new band name. (laughs) So this is essentially like when you're having a conversation with somebody and it's like, oh, that was the name of my first band or that was the name of my band in high school when it's always a joke. So yeah, I've been doing this for years and... Only one other person I knew did, you know, did this and we would text each other. And when you said it once, I was like, oh my God, like I'm not the only one. Right. It's so funny. Yeah. And I, I took to writing them down for a while because they were really funny. Um, do you have any or do you want me to talk about the no, ones on the list? I, I want you to, to talk about <laughs> the ones on the list. I'm going to I'm gonna let you handle this. Okay. So first on the list would be the, the, the new one I came up with today is Miss Shanty. Yeah, it's Miss Shanty. I saw that Which, one. Which, apparently, in the past week, I don't think I've heard sea shanties as much as I've heard them in the past week. Look, like, my entire life. I don't know what's going on with the internet right now, but, like, <laughs> sea shanties, guys. Sea shanties are huge. <laughs> so, anyway, today I read a post from a friend, and it said, you know, why are all this, the shanties about seas? Where are the, you know, Isthmus shanties? And I was like, Isthmus shanty, my new band name. Right. So, yes, that one was inspired by a Facebook post. You know what it makes me think of? For some reason, it makes me think of Imogen Heap. <laughs> I don't know why. It just It's like such an odd word. Yeah. So. Because that sounds like, like the name of a heap. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then I have a few that we discussed while we were on vacation. Ooh. So we went to the beach in mm. October. Um, the one that I wrote down was the unkindness of ravens. Oh, yeah. Which I had no yes. idea that a, a group of ravens was called an unkindness, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, an unkindness of ravens and a murder of crows. And that's something funny I haven't had a chance to tell you is that uh, I work mornings now. Ugh, gross. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of the times in the morning when we're walking through town to go into work, uh, we've been seeing so many ravens. Really? Like hundreds just flying around, hmm. just squawking up there, judging us. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, though. Like, they, the way they move around, like, in big, like... Did they say, nevermore? Yes. I heard one of them say it. Yes. Anyway. So that was my favorite one from, from the trip. I also wrote down as an honorable mention, no fear for the fishmen. Not really sure... <laughs> What the origins of that one were, but that was from the beach as well. <laughs> no fear for the fishmen. I don't even remember that. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what the backstory was, but it was. <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> um, other ones that I've had lately were uh, Mean Girls of the Afterlife. Uh, that was from a meme. I don't remember what the meme was, but I was like, "That's my band name." That's a good one. Um, from third grade science, the decomposers. The Decomposers? Yes. It's a, a science-based band. Nice. Yeah. And last on my list, Major Melon, inspired by Mountain the Dew. new Mountain Dew flavor. Mountain um, Dew's Major Melon. Not a sponsor, but I mean, like, if you want to. <laughs> I imagine Major Melon would be my Beatles cover band, um, Sgt. Pepper-themed costumes. Um, what do we say the music would be? I can't remember. I know we were talking about it. Yeah, but I definitely picture them like, like Sgt. Pepper-esque. You know. But like it's an all wasn't it like an all female Oh yes. Yeah, it was an all female Beatles cover band. Yes. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so that's that's my top five. I mean I've got got band names for days. I mean, yeah, I, I know that there are always there are always a few good ones that have stuck out that I've had like for years. Like uh one of the ones that I had was Inspector Six. Oh. Is it S-I-X or S-Y-X-X? Six, like the number six. Yeah. 
uh syx <laughs> no because like uh you know when you like yes buy new clothes and you get those stupid little number tags that oh, yeah. says inspected by I feel like I pulled one out of my pocket one time and it said Inspector Six. And I was like, all right, that would be a cool band name. I feel like there was a Pete and Pete episode a long time ago. Did you remember Pete and Pete? Oh, yeah. There's a Pete and Pete episode about Inspector something. Yeah. Now I want to look it up. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Inspector Six. My favorite one from the past was Only Zool. It's Only a, Zool. Yeah. It, you know, Ghostbusters theme cover. I dig it. Would be their first track. I like it. Uh, another one that I had, this is a good throwback, uh, <laughs> Random Banana and the Gaggy Shivers. Sounds dirty. Yeah, right? <laughs> it sounds like some sort of like weird, like, like lounge lizard kind of band, like almost like Richard Cheese. I was going to say Richard Cheese. Oh my God, that was like, Richard, my mind. Richard Cheese is so funny. <laughs> but yeah so those are those are just a couple from the uh the old mental archives yeah so i'm sure once we start actually documenting the ones we have we'll have some more interesting ones yeah and we'll like i said we're gonna figure out where to plug that in it just i thought that it would be a nice introduction into a new segment this time it's something we always talk about anyway oh absolutely <laughs> uh so i think the thing the last thing that we we're talking about today i think it's a good way to close out this episode well, not close it out, because we still got a little more to talk about. But yeah. with this part of the episode is uh, kind of the best shows ever. So this is kind of like we've compiled our own personal lists of like the best, most memorable shows that we have personally ever gone to. And why don't you do your full list and then I'll do mine. OK, yeah, I can do that. Awesome. So. My first, the first one on my list, now these are in no particular order, but I'm going to read them in the order that I wrote them. So maybe they're in order. I don't know. First one on my list uh, is when I saw Yellow Card. Uh, it was <clears throat> January 30th, 2014. Uh, now I'm a nerd. I went back. I did a lot of research. I got all the dates where I saw them. Second had to show me up, so I had to do the same thing. <laughs> uh, so they were touring. Uh, they re-recorded their their biggest album, which was Ocean Avenue. They re-recorded the whole album acoustic, and they were touring for that. So they were playing the whole album, Ocean Avenue, in its entirety acoustic i really like that like trend that people you know bands started to do the yeah so thing. they were doing that uh they were doing that tour i went to see them at altar bar rip uh that one was not because of big rona though altar bar altar bar has been gone a little while because the people that owned it couldn't keep up with their taxes so yoinks a doinks uh <clears throat> excuse me geez uh the opener was really interesting though it was uh the, the name of the band is what's eating gilbert but the the lead singer of that band is chad gilbert from newfound glory oh. and kind of the six degrees of separation uh the former lead singer for yellow card is now touring guitarist and backup vocals for newfound glory so ryan key is actually like the the extra member of newfound glory so kind of a cool full circle connection but yeah it was a really really great show like i don't know it just like because they did the whole the whole ocean album albany yep okay they did the whole ocean avenue album acoustic from front to back and that was already great. And then when they finished that, they stepped off stage, like literally got a drink and then came back out. And then they did a, another whole set, like plugged in. So they played all their like big hits. Like, so it was essentially like seeing two shows in one concert. And it was just, it was just so memorable because 
that album is just such a big album and to get to see it the whole entire thing live yeah and like it was really cool because like they had like uh like candle lighting all around the stage like it was like not like real candles but it was like the the flicker light bulbs that had like a candle effect on the stage and stuff and it was like just real yeah it was just (laughs) really really cool it was a really really cool experience so if if there's ever a band that i see that's doing like an acoustic tour like that again i would definitely go because that that was a really cool experience uh so another one that's a really big one for me is when i got to see uh panic the disco Mm -hmm. when they were on their vices and virtues tour uh i'm a huge fan of panic of the disco have been ever since they first (laughs) right (laughs) panic of the discount uh picnic at the costco oh um i just panic everywhere I don't limit it to the disco. Panic. No, I'm just panicking. It's fine. Um, yeah, so I've, I've liked them for a really long time. Uh, so I got to see them at Stage AE. Uh, it was June 3rd, 2011. And the opening two acts were Foxy Shazam. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. It sounds familiar, but I don't know why. They're different. They're a little different. They're kind of cool, though. They were cool to see live. And uh, Fun. Oh. Fun, actually, was the other opener for them. Is that the first time you've seen them? That was the first time I saw Fun. And then I got to see them again when they came back on their their tour for their second album. But on this one, it was really cool because right around the same time, uh, Fun and panic of the disco recorded a song together and they were performing it like live during panic of the disco set so it was a really cool really really cool experience i mean and fun puts on a really great stage show panic of the disco uh i mean like brendan yuri's stage presence is amazing and like it just like they had a lot of cool backdrops and like uh just the way they had like the band set up like they had like an organ and like the drum set on risers in the back and like it was just it was a really cool layout and it was just a really the whole set was really good they did a couple cover songs towards the end which you know i'm a sucker for cover songs uh but yeah it just overall it was just a really really cool show and you know, Sage is a really great venue. Oh, yeah. It's it's a really, really good concert venue. So, I mean, I, I enjoy going there. I think it's very accessible. So. Was it indoors or outdoors in the summer? It was actually indoors. Oh. I think because it was uh, like a bigger production show. Not necessarily. Oh, yeah. A lot of effects. Yeah, stuff. like a lot of stage effects. So they didn't, they didn't really want to do it outdoors. Yeah. I only ask because um, I think I've only seen indoor shows there except for maybe one. No, I've I've seen a couple outdoor shows. Uh, CJE, I've seen Queens of the Stone Age there. Uh, I saw Coheed and Cambria there. What else did I see there? That Coheed and Cambria show was really good because they were there with uh, Taking Back Sunday. That was a really good show. It rained the whole fucking time worth it i got soaked (laughs) um so the next one is i'm gonna throw a curveball because this one is definitely not one that you would expect me to say but it just it's one of the best well-produced like now this is a stadium show like so this was a really really big production show But I went to see Justin Timberlake when, I know, laugh all you want to. I just thought I didn't expect it. I know. No, I'm a huge Justin Timberlake fan. I really am. I've I've been listening to him for a long time. He makes some really damn good music. Oh, I'm uh, not saying no. It was was December 14th, 2011. 
2013, and it was at the Console Energy Center, which is now, of course, PPG Paints. But fuck that, it's still the Console Energy Center to me. Uh, actually, fuck that, it's still the Igloo to me. <laughs> uh, but it was the 2020 Experience World Tour. And uh, it was really interesting because he didn't have an opener. It was just him for like four hours. There was an intermission, but like he just played stuff from like all over his albums. Like his the set list was insane. You say the twenty twenty experience now that's forever gonna be like oh yeah now it's like yeah now it's a dumpster (laughs) fire yeah. Um, Well, that was unexpected one on your list. I know, yeah, but like it was really cool because there he did some covers towards the end of his set. Like he did um heartbreak hotel by al by elvis alvis yep <laughs> by elvis and he actually played guitar on it oh, which wow. was cool uh very cool michael jackson's human nature he did that um jungle boogie by cool and the gang <laughs> he did that and uh, i think my favorite cover that he did was um poison by bell Biv devoe oh no way yeah that was really really good That's- yeah, such a good song. So yeah, that was uh it was a really big concert. That's probably the most I could probably easily say that's the most money I've spent on a concert ticket. Cause I mean it was an arena tour. Yeah. So like, you know, it was packed. But like it was a really, really good show. So and then the last one for me, anyway. Now, I mean, I've seen a ton of shows, but, like, this show is always, like, when I talk about the best concert I've ever been to, this is probably my number one, regardless. And it was the 2005 Nintendo Fusion Tour. So... It only they only did these Nintendo Fusion tours for like, I think it was like th- three or four years. Yeah, it wasn't long. There weren't very many of them, but two thousand five one was like the height of the scene for me. Like that was when I was really getting into like pop punk and all that kind of music. So it was October thirteenth, two thousand five, at the AJ Palumbo Center. <laughs> So, a little different. Uh, but, like, the lineup is what what was super crazy. It was Fall Out Boy. They were the headliner. And then Motion City Soundtrack. The Starting Line. Boys Night Out. Panic at the Disco. And then, for the local show punchline opened on that like and now i did a thing just as a reference so we're talking 2005 so i went back and documented what albums they would have been like playing from at that time and like Fall Out boy had just released from under the cork tree which is still like their one of their biggest albums they ever did. Uh, Motion City Soundtrack had just released Commit This to Memory, which is one of their biggest albums they ever did. Panic at the Disco. When that tour started, they had just released their very first album and they were in the process of blowing up. So like that was huge. Boys Night Out had just released train wreck so like come on the starting line had just released based on a true story which is like one of their best albums and then to top it off you had punchline as the local guys who had just signed with fueled by ramen they had just released action which is one of which was one of their biggest albums at the time and like they were playing from that so it was like you had all of these acts that were like exploding 
Well, yeah, any one of them alone would have been a great time. Yeah, and then you put all of them together, all of them together and it just was like... Yeah, it was one of the most incredible shows I've ever seen. Because, like, there were parts where, you know, like, when Fall Out Boy was on, they brought out uh, members from Motion City Soundtrack, from Panic at the Disco. They brought out Steve and Chris from Punchline, like, to do backup vocals and stuff. Like, they were just having a good time. And it was just, it was just one of those shows that, like, it, it that just encompasses all of the music that I listen to, like in one show. Yeah, and it's great when you can tell that they're having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. That that's just what makes it so much better is when you can tell that they're just having fun with it. So that was the biggest one for me. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't know that I have a biggest one. Um, as I started making the list, my list started getting a little longer. Um, so that's okay. We'll see. Um, no particular order. Um, I would list, let's see, No Effects, um, the Pump Up the Valiant Tour, which was in 2008 on October 21st, the Club Zoo. Um, <clears throat> opening for them was the Dillinger Four and the Flatliners, which neither of them were particularly memorable. Um, but it was a good show. Um, they opened with uh, Dinosaurs Will Die, which is one of the songs that I hadn't heard performed live because it was the first time that they had... Um, this album, they were performing it, but it just drove everyone crazy. Like, after that opener, they just, people were nuts. Um, so, yeah, their shows are really, really crazy. Um, people get kind of out of control. So, I hang back <laughs> and watch. So, it's a good show for people watching. Well, I mean, that's like, that's that's an old school punk show right oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah. And what I do like about the no effect shows is you've got all age ranges. You've got like the young new punks. You've got the punks older than me and, you know, not dating myself. But, you know, they they were 30 years in the bank, you know, that they've been performing at least 30 years plus. Um, you've got, you know, the Mohawks, the, the real crazy out there punks. You've got. You know, the dads right. bringing their kids for their shows. and Right. It's always an interesting dynamic going on there. Um, so also on my list was seeing No Effects at the Warp Tour in 2009, um, the year the coaster was released. I think they had... Um, I want to say, I thought they had a hiatus of music, but I don't really think so, because, yeah, 2008 would have been Pump Up the Volume, and the other was 2009. Um, they just were a good show. Uh, I had been wanting to see them live again for a while, so that was a good time. Um, let's see. Why did I write 2020? I think I meant 2000. Misfits. I saw the Misfits on August 6, 2000 at Club Laga. Sad. You know, that place is long gone. But what I remember about that show is um, it's probably one of the biggest shows I've been to at that time in such a small venue. Um, just because they had a huge crowd. Um, memorable moment of that show was trying to come down the stairs from that show because Club Laga was like upstairs. Oh, really? Everyone was sweaty as hell trying to get out of this building. It was just, it was disgusting, but it was a great time. I remember just like for days. And they weren't really a band that I was ever super into, but my best friend was. So. But like also, I feel like. At any time, if somebody said the Misfits are coming to Pittsburgh, I'd be like, cool, we're going. Yeah. Like, I don't really know much by them, but like, they're one of the biggest, like one of the biggest names in like the whole like punk, whatever you want to call them scene like that would be like saying like oh you know black label society or like you know rancid's original lineup is touring again right like i'm going right yeah this is one of the shows that back when you could see almost anybody for like 20 bucks or less 
and God, I, I those think were back the days. Then, well, I think back then, you know, ten dollars was it was the normal tickets for like Bouncing Souls or whoever we went to see at the time, and then you know this was like twenty dollars. Wasn't expensive. Right. It was, it was a good time. Um, what else? Next on my list is a few of the Less Than Jake shows. Um, the most memorable ones would be in 2015 um, when they played with uh, Real Big Fish. Um, that was probably a great show. It was a great show. Yeah, it was Extaza, which I think is now, um, was it Metropole? Like that area? I'm trying to think. I think it was in the Strip. Um, but that day, there was like this ridiculous snow. I thought we weren't going to go. We wound up taking the trolley downtown, walking across town through all the snow to see them. Totally worth it. We showed up in the middle of um, the Real Big Fish Act, but it was totally worth it. Um, they opened with Authority Zero, which I did not see because we were late. <laughs> um, followed by another Less Than Jake show. I was talking about this earlier. Uh, it was Mr. Smalls, April 12th, 2019. Um, Mest and Punchline were also at that show. And the thing that I absolutely loved, I was telling you earlier, is um, I hadn't seen Mest before. They kind of never really, you know, I, I heard of them, but weren't really on my radar. But seeing them, like, pick a little kid out of the crowd, finding out it was his first show, you know, having him up on the stage and crowd surfing and stuff, it was just awesome. Like, the kid had the time of his life. That's cool. And yeah, when, when yeah, that's really cool. When I see a band connect with like fans that way, right? It always you know means a little more. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Also on my list would be Punchline again with you, with Aww. the delightfully pleased. Uh, twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, the anniversary show. <laughs> yeah, um, I just enjoyed being with you. Um, that was not our first show because at first I thought, oh yeah, it's the first show we saw. But no, we went to see the Offspring when they didn't show up. <laughs> right the four court music that's yeah the four court show um but yeah um that was a good show just because um i'd started listening to them more since i met you and that's one of the albums that i like best and it was played in its entirety so what's not to like plus like the just the whole show in general was great because like wasn't it all um it was like all and... yeah. It was all acts that had some association with Punchline in one way or another. Because it was like another Cheetah, the composure, the composure, which was that was their first show back as a band. And then uh, who else was? Oh, what was the? Op- there was another opening band. Uh, That's the only two I wrote down. It's escaping me right now. I'm sorry if anybody ever listens to this. I cannot think of what the name of the... It's going to bother me. I'll get it eventually. I'll remember it like two days from now when I'm I'm asleep in the middle of the night. I'll just wake up and just, oh, that's it. Uh, but yeah, that was, a, that was a good show. Um, yeah. I definitely thought so. I mean, I, I think... You know, sung along the entire time. I always know that's a good show. That was actually, what, the third show we went to? Yeah. Because we saw... uh, We found Glory. We found Glory in Hawthorne Heights. That's true. Between that, that was a good show, too. Oh, yeah. That was really... I mean, I was dying the whole time, but... Because I wanted to cut my leg off, but... (laughs) Um, A couple more on my list are bigger acts. um, Because as I started... thinking of things i started thinking oh well I, you know these artists i would want to see again um money money boston's they'd be on my bands i want to see again list because you know i didn't i didn't put anything i've already seen but they were a great show this was in 2000 um, when they were like super popular with their um let's face it back then they played at metropole and played with foggy molly and that's the first time i'd seen them so it was a great show. Um, I met Dickie Barrett just randomly in the what? lobby. He signed my ticket. I wish I knew where it was. But yeah, so that was that was nice. That's so dope. That was probably the only famous person I've ever really met. Um, so that's why it made my list. Um, honorable mentions to these would be Weezer. Um, seeing them out at um, Starlake. 
<laughs> Key Bank, whatever they're calling it. It was about two years ago, I think, in the summer. They played the Pixies. It was a great show. Um, probably one of the shows that I'd seen with more, um, more effects, more, um, you know, because they were a bigger band. Like a flashier yeah. stage presence. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, hopefully. First time I heard them play the cover of Africa. This is before, yeah, well before I knew it was going to be a thing that they did. Uh, hopefully... 2020 brings the Hello Megator <laughs> back around because then well, it's rescheduled, but yeah, I mean, it is rescheduled because uh, I have never seen Weezer and I would really like to, yeah, but then also you've never seen Green Day, Green Day. and have you ever seen Fallout Boy? Yeah. You've never seen Fallout Boy either, so that was that would be ideal if we could see that. Um, last on my list is an unusual one, and only because I went along with a friend, and it wouldn't have normally gone, but it was really something to see. It was Garth Brooks. Um, really? Yeah. I saw him 2019 at Hansfield. Yeah, I've never seen so many people in my entire life. I mean, it's Garth Brooks, though. Yeah, like... so that was the thing. Like, my husband was all, you know, Chris, but... To everyone who doesn't know, my husband is a country music fan, and he was like, I can't believe you're going. And I'm like, well, I don't like country, but Garth Brooks. Like, I feel like he transcends Yeah, genre. like, okay, like, I will go on record anytime and say that, like, I do not like country music. I, I will listen to, like, old country music, you know, like, Johnny Cash era country music and then like i always say like johnny cash brooks and dunn garth brooks that's where i stop yeah um the thing i liked about this though is like it was a huge production show like i've never seen anything like it before oh yeah um i mean that's where the dude makes all his money it's it's all in production oh yeah um he's a showman there was sure. literal yeah there was literal storms coming in during <laughs> thunder rolls <laughs> We actually thought it was not going to, you know, take place. Nice. Um, I think I was in the highest up seat in Heinz Field that I've ever been at. Thought I was going to die trying to get back up there. Um, Need like an alpaca to lead you up to your seat. I watched. I watched people carry an old woman up the stairs, which was like, oh, humanity. Um, but yeah, there's nothing like singing uh, "Friends in Low Places" with a hundred thousand people that you don't know. It's great. I would say, I mean, at that point, that's friends in high places? Low places. Did well, I no. say high places? No, but... Oh. Because <laughs> you were in the really... Yeah. I get it. I get hey. it. I was like, did I say the wrong thing? <laughs> no, you said the right thing. But yeah, we were behind the Japanese man that I was convinced did not know anything about Garth Brooks, and he was recording the entire thing, which was entertaining. Hell yeah. Um... But yeah, it was, it was a great time. I was surprised. A huge show. Never seen so many people. Um, when I look back at like pictures I'd taken, like I don't know why. I, I I don't like crowds. Yet I went there. So. Well, I mean, that's that's, that's your Justin Timberlake, I guess. I suppose so. Yeah, that's that's your curveball. Yeah. So if you had to, of all the bands that you've seen. Maybe of bands that you've only gotten to see like once. Just off the top of your head, could you pick maybe like three that you would want to see again? Weezer. Okay. Number one. Um, the other ones are tough. I, I would say Newfound Glory. I enjoyed that show a lot. Yeah. Um, I think that's two. Give me a minute. I think I need another. I'll come up with something. What about you? I would probably say AFI. Oh, I uh, saw that once. I saw them in a couple warp tours, but I've always wanted to see them like in their own, like their own show. They've never been like one of my top favorites, but um, yeah, we were super close. Yeah, we were like right up on the stage that's a good show i'd see them again yeah they were they were cool and uh probably story of the year 
they were another band that I saw at Warped Tour, and I've always wanted to see like in their own in their own show. Yeah, I heard they were really they had a good. Yeah, they good were. Show. I mean, they put on a wild ass show when I saw them. So. I don't know if I could really pick a third one. So let's, let's just say two. Yeah, I mean, I only had <laughs> two strong favorites, too. Yeah, so... Concerts, man. I hope they happen again this year. Yeah. Until then. Here's hoping that 2021 isn't as big of a dumpster fire as 2020. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll see. Yeah. So have you listened to any... Any new music lately? Actually, I have. Yeah? Uh-huh. Um, I actually documented a lot of it this time, which oh, is nice. shocking because usually I'm just poking around my Spotify. Um, new effects had no new effects. No effects had no, some new music. Um, I was telling you uh, last time we talked about um, a split album that they did with Frank Turner, who is a songwriter from um, UK. Oh, yeah. And they, um, no effect, sang some of Frank Turner's songs. Um, the best one, I think, was called Substitute. Oh, yeah, you played that for me the other night. Uh-huh. And then Frank Turner covered No Effects, and um, I think there was three or four of each. Um, they did Perfect Government, which is great and timely since, you know, politics. Thanks. Um, and Eat the Meek. I recommend those to you. Um, also, I caught that they have a... Um, a linoleum that features Avenged Sevenfold. I did not know this until recently, which I love linoleum, but the song is all about how linoleum's kind of dead. And uh, <laughs> they've been playing it for 30 years and they're tired of it. But what I liked about it is some of the lyrics in linoleum. Well, they, they made a, a point about how there's not really a chorus in linoleum, which I never noticed before, just the bridge. Um, and there's a part about, you know, at the end where he's like, that's me. You know, in the street with the violin under my chin, that's me, you know, wherever. But he's like, that's me with my kid. Oh, God, the lyrics were priceless. That's <laughs> that's me with my kid. Um, and then talking about how his kid uh, read the, you know, the book that they put out with all the crazy stuff that they've done. And uh, I screenshotted the lyrics because I wanted to tell you. Um, <clears throat> you know, they're like. When my kid told me she knows everything I did because she just finished her book. Wait, what? And it's like, why did she feel the need to tell me that she knows her dad is more than kind of weird? She knows I do drugs. She knows I'm kinky. But what keeps me up at night is that her friends, her and her friends know that I drink pee. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was in my car laughing when I heard that. But yeah, I like the connection back to um, linoleum because it's, you know, they're, they're saying that all they have is a floor. You know, his pockets have holes and everything falls to the floor. He's like, that's me. And now I have a kitchen, a new kitchen floor. And like just talking about how life has changed then, you know, since then. So I liked the connection, but it, it kind of sad because, you know, they're like, we're not playing anymore. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's overdone. Um, so, yeah, that's the new uh, no effects stuff that I listened to. Um, I was listening to some other artists I've never heard. Just suggestions from Spotify. Um, some stuff from uh, TikTok. I don't know if you heard Jax on TikTok. She does a bunch of um, songs in the point of view of the other people, like Stacy's mom in the, in the point of view of Stacy's mom. Or, you know, Grandma got run over by a reindeer from Grandma's point of view. <laughs> They're hilarious. But anyway, she has a couple, like, serious songs that she's recorded. One's called Ring Pop. It's, like, a really adorable song about how, like, they don't need anything but each other. It's just really sweet. And her voice is like, like, real sultry. I don't know. I liked it. Interesting. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. So there's that and um, a couple things that popped up as suggestions. Beach Bunny, which um, kind of feel good music. Normally I've been listening to some super dark stuff, so it was kind of a nice change. Um, and a couple other bands that I never heard that are almost pop punk, I think. Brooklyn, song called Crazy. And then Anson is a song called Bittersweet. So, a bunch of new stuff. Um, yeah. 
haven't really had the chance to listen to a whole lot of music lately. I know there is new music that I need to listen to, and I will. I promise I'll do that for the next episode. I have the advantage of working from home. True. So I can listen to whatever I want when I'm not on the phone. I am essential. Yeah. That's okay. I don't mind it. It is what it is. Uh, I have, however, had the pleasure of listening to the newest Miley Cyrus album. I know there are some of you out there that really appreciate when I talk about my affinity for Miley Cyrus. That connects to Jax because one of her songs is The Wrecking Ball from the perspective of The Wrecking Ball. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the newest Miley Cyrus album is called Plastic Hearts. Uh, it's a really, really good album. It's it's kind of a a deviation from the things that she's done in the past. Uh, it kind of calls more back to like uh, like the eighties, like the the big female leads of the eighties. Like she features Joan Jett. She does a cover of uh, Heart of Glass, which is really, really good. She does a cover of Zombie, which is really, really good. Uh, she features Stevie Nicks on a song, Billy Idol's on a song with her. So like, it's a really, really good album. I definitely suggest it. Uh, Joan Jett's on a song with her. Like, oh, check it out. Yeah. It's really, really good. I, I enjoyed it. It's definitely, definitely a, a fun listen if nothing else. So that's really the newest thing. Because otherwise, uh, the only music that I've had any exposure to is when I'm playing Tony Hawk. And that's literally listening to, like, punk music from 30 years ago. So, but yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Like I said, I promise next time I'll have more more new music for everybody. But I think next episode we'll be back to our normal format, right? We're yeah. Gonna get back into yeah, we're going to get back album into to albums and everything, so... I don't know what the schedule is going to look like for recording from here on out, but we got some great ideas and we want to get back into it. Yeah, we got some really good ideas. We're going to get back into it. Uh, I know I've got a few guests lined up, so that's going to be a big thing. We're going to have fun with that. Once we figure out the technology for it, (laughs) we're going to bring some some good guests on here. Soon we'll be in double digits. Yeah, soon. Very soon. I'm excited. So, uh, hope everybody out there is healthy and safe, first of all. Uh, but, you know, like I always say, if you have a song in your head, share it with somebody because they might like it. Uh, you know, always suggest new music to people. Always share the music you're listening to. Because, you know, somebody else might pick it up, too. Uh, So thanks for listening. Thanks. Uh, We'll talk to you guys again real soon. Bye.